Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. Uh, well, let's start off right and let's pray. Father God, we come before you right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just I thank you for this, uh, this opportunity that I have this morning to be able to come and, and to present, present your word to these, uh, these wonderful people here. Uh, Father, I just pray that you would uh, anoint them, uh, anoint their ears to listen. Father, anoint me and uh, help me to say what you would have me to say. Uh, I just uh, thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'm the third in line for the Model Man series, and uh, today I'm going to be talking about uh, connections. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I've been uh, looking forward to this. And uh, specifically, uh, I, I've got three things I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about making mama happy, uh, raising sons and daughters, and then uh, the legacy. What kind of legacy are you going to leave behind? Um, so let's just, let's jump right in. Um, starting off with uh, making mama happy. Uh, you know, that's a, that is very, very important. Uh, I've been married for uh, 13 years now, and uh, this is, uh, this is important. Uh, <laughs> I learned this early on, uh, and like the saying goes, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That uh, is very true. Um, but it doesn't go along, it's, it's not just making her happy, but it's, it's providing for her and, Sorry. Loving her. Being there for her. Being a godly man. That's where it all starts. Starts in here first. When I... uh, when I got married, my dad married my wife and I. I told my wife, I said, uh, in our vows, I told her, I said, you're not my first love. I said, God is my first love. And I think that that's how it should be. As men, we need to first love God so that we can properly love our wives. I never understood the love of Christ fully until I got married. And I realized the unconditional love that He has for us. That we are the bride of Christ. And I just realized how much that God loves us And how much He cares for us. And how much He does for us. He loves us so much that He sent His only Son to die on the cross for us. That unconditional love. That no matter how many times we messed up, how many times that we uh, 
we've slapped him in the face by the things that we have done, he still turns and he says, I love you. I don't care. And he throws his arms around us. And he loves us. And when I got married, I, the full realization of that came true to me. Because I love my wife. She's my best friend. And we've gone through our hard times and we've had our struggles just like everybody else. We're human. But I love her. And one of the best ways that I can show my wife that I love her, not only through just, you know, telling her I love her, showing her I love her, but providing a secure place for her. One way that we do that as men is we provide a financial security. I never realized how, lo- how important that was. It was probably, it was probably seven or eight years into my marriage when it finally dawned on me, when it finally clicked, how important financial security was. I've made, I, I've always made money in my, my whole life. I, I've, I've never had a problem making money. Uh, I, many times I, uh, I was blessed because I out-earned my stupidity. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I should have been broke more, more often than I was. But uh, God blessed me with being able to make money. And, uh, but I never realized how important financial security was. And uh, my, my wife would ask me all the time, well, well, can we afford to do that? I was like, yeah, we, we can afford to do that. We got, we've got money. It's cool. But then it really dawned on me one day, the financial security that one of the most important ways that I could, I could show her financial security was for us to save money. I never, to me, I'm, I'm not a saver naturally. I mean, saving money is just, it's, it's not a big deal to me, or wasn't a big deal. It has become a big deal to me because it's a big deal to my wife. Uh, <laughs> but saving. And when we started saving money, the dynamic of my my relationship with my wife changed. Things became uh, calmer around the house. Something as simple as $1,000 in the bank. Just knowing that we had some money if there was an emergency. It's important. And I never realized that. And so I want to encourage you men, and for those of you who aren't married yet, think ahead. This is important. Financial security to your wife means so much. And just to save, you're telling her, your needs are important to me. And I care about you. And I love you. And that's one very big way to a lot of women that you tell them that you love them. As you have money set aside, in case life happens. Because in case you haven't figured out by now, life is going to happen. Amen. Your car is going to break down. You're going to have a flat tire. 
the air conditioner is going to break on the house, the whatever. The water heater is going to break and, and flood the house. or Stuff happens. And what would have become an emergency has now become a minor inconvenience. Because you had the money to be able to take care of it. And to my wife, that's a big deal. And because it's a big deal to her, it's a big deal to me. And I can't tell you how many times that my wife's wisdom of having us save money has saved our tail. <laughs> there was a, a, a time last year when, uh, when our, our, my company was, was having, uh, having some struggles and uh, we didn't get paid for like three months. And uh, we lived off of savings. And because we had savings, we were able to survive. So guys, I want to encourage you. Take care of your wife. If you take care of your wife, she'll take care of you. I promise you. Ain't that right, Vicky? <laughs> In my life, became so much easier when I began saving. Another thing, guys, that's so important. Communicate. Communication is key in a marriage. There were so many times when in our young marriage I was so stupid and I would plan things and never tell my wife and <laughs> it came time to go do something on a Friday night and I said, let's go. And she's like, where are we going? I said, well, didn't you know? Well, no, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I told you. No, I didn't. <laughs> Communication is key to a happy marriage. You communicate. And now, when I, uh, somebody asks me if I want to do something, what's the first thing I say? Let me talk to my wife. Amen. I try to the very best of my ability to talk to my wife and include her in most of the most important decisions of my life. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to ask her if I can go brush my teeth and stuff like that. That's, but decisions that involve her, I include my wife. And that's important to her. And because it's important to her, it's important to me. Communicate. You, you, you can't imagine, and especially for those of you who are, are newly married or not married yet, how much simpler this will make your life. Talk to your wife. Include her in what's going on. I promise you, your marriage will be much better if you talk to your wife. Communicate with her. Let her know what's going on. And many times, when people ask me, I bypass me and say, go ask my wife. <laughs> because you know what? If she's cool with it, I'm cool with it, let's do it. But communicate. It's so important. The Bible says in Genesis 2, verse 18, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper. God was a wise, wise. He's so wise. And I can't tell you how many times I have thanked God for my wife.
so lucky. So blessed. I'm a better man because of my wife. (laughs) Sorry. God realized that men were lacking. <laughs> and he made us a he made us a helper. <laughs> he made us uh he made us someone with some sense to make us make us better people. Not that men are stupid, but many times we can be stupid. And <laughs> and I thank God. I thank God for my wife. And there's many times when, when I have an important business decision to make, I'll go to my wife and I'll ask for her wisdom. Because women, many times they sense things that we don't. Many times they're more in tune than we are. Uh, whenever we hire somebody that's of key importance, I'll ask my wife her opinion. Because she, She'll sense something that I don't. And that that goes to my next point, and that's trust. Your wife needs to trust you. For you to be a godly man, it is so important that there is trust in your marriage. That means you don't lie to your wife. You don't hide things from your wife. You know, something is simple... As being home, when you tell her you're going to be home. If you tell your wife, I'm going to be home by 5.15, you better be home by 5.15. And I do my best. If I, if I tell my wife I'm going to be home, if I see that I'm going to be late, I'll shoot her a text or I'll call her and I'll let her know, hey, I'm running late. Here's what time I'll be home. And it's something that simple. If you continually break that, you're going to break down that trust. And trust is so important. So key. Have that trust in your marriage. Don't break that. It's so sacred. My dad told me a long time ago that uh, trust should be given, but when, when it's broken, it's got to be re-earned. And it's hard to re-earn trust. It's very hard. So don't ever break it. Don't ever break it. And i got to hurry. I'm going to quickly run out of time. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my next point. And that's, that's raising sons and daughters. In uh, the video that we showed at the beginning, it had some key points that I wanted to I wanted to touch. I didn't even know that he was going to show that, but 85% of children who show uh, behavior disorders come from a fatherless home. 90% of homeless and runaway children are from a fatherless home. 85% of all youths in prison come from a fatherless home. In order to be a a good godly father, one of the most important things that we need to do is we need to show our children attention. We need to be there for them. There are many dads 
Yeah, they may be at home, but they're not at home. And I know it's hard. I've come home from a 12-hour, 15-hour, 18-hour day, and my kids just want to play and do whatever, and I'm tired, and just leave me alone. But I have to remember that they love me. They just want to hang out with me. And I have to put myself aside and say, okay, come on, let's, let's play or let's talk. And I'll ask my kids, my two-year-old daughter, my four-year-old son, I'll ask them, how was your day? And I'll sit there and I'll talk with them and ask them what they did and, uh, you know, let them tell me their superhero stories and <laughs> all that kind of stuff that makes them so wonderful. And I'll just talk to them. And I treasure that time to just have with my kids. It's so important. Show attention. Another thing that is so important is to show affection. Let your kids know you love them. Every single night, whether I'm in town, out of town, whether my kids are out of town, my family's in Minnesota right now visiting their great-grandpa. I talk to my kids before they go to bed, and I pray with them. And I let them know that I love them every single night. One, I want them to know that their dad is a praying dad. Two, I want them to know that I love them no matter what that I care about them. Showing them attention is so important. Being involved with what that, what's important to them. My son loves superheroes. And I can't tell you how annoying it is <laughs> to be the villain every day. <laughs> But I am the villain all the time because my son loves to be the superhero. And many times I do it wrong and he corrects me because I'm not playing right. <laughs> but I love him so much. And it's, it's, it's fun. It really is. Be involved with your kids. Especially those of you that are newly fathers. I, I, I'm pretty new myself. I've, my oldest is four. But be involved. Let them know that what's important to them is important to you. The Bible says, and I've got my scripture backwards here. Uh, Proverbs 22 verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Start them when they're young. Train them up in the ways of God. My dad trained me. Since I, as long as I can remember, I was four years old when I asked Jesus to come into my heart. Train up a child in the way that he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. How true that is. Yeah, they may stray, they may wonder. 
but they'll come back to the roots. And I try my very best to show my kids who God is. And I show them that by being a godly man. Show your kids love. Show your kids who God is by loving them unconditionally. Being there for them when they mess up. Because you know what? They're going to mess up. They're going to fall. They're going to fail. I remember when I moved off to college, I had a a very hard conversation with my dad. I remember calling him up and, and telling him, Dad, let me fail. If I fall, if I fail, let me. I need to. I need to learn. But you know, I never strayed. Because I remembered how he trained me. Train up a child in the way that he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Love your kids. Show them who God is by letting them see him in you. I promise you, you will not not be disappointed. The last thing is legacy. This is your highest achievement. Who do you want people... Well, legacy. What is legacy? Legacy is something handed down, passed on to the next generation. What do you want your legacy to be? How do you want people to remember you? You I think about that all the time. One, what do people say when I'm not there? Is it good? Is it bad? How am I viewed by others that is, that's, that's a legacy is how people see you I want people to not necessarily see me but I want them to see Christ in me I want to be an example to others I want to be an example to my family to my kids to my wife I want to show them who God is when I, uh, when I said my vows to my wife, I also told her, I said, follow me as I follow Christ. I want to be the one that leads our family as a godly man. I don't ever want to fail. Have I failed? Absolutely. Have I gotten angry? Yes. But I've come back and I've apologized. I've had to apologize to my kids before because I got mad at their mom. And I may have said some angry words. And I've come back. I remember one day I came back home. and I came to my son and I told him, I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I shouldn't have talked like that to your mom. Please forgive me. I was wrong. I don't want to be like that. And I went to his mom and I apologized to her. Be a godly man. Admit your failures. How do we leave a good legacy? We leave that by the people that we leave behind. We've got to mentor those. One of the greatest ways is through our kids. But we need to select. We need to select who we're going to mentor. And then we need to impact them. Impart our wisdom upon them. 
the wisdom that we've learned in the Bible. A friend of mine put on Facebook the other day of he was putting something together and he was so frustrated by the instructions. And uh, he, he said it used to be simple. You, you had the English section and the French section and then the Spanish section or whatever. He said, I could have ripped the back ones off and just left the English section. And now it's all confusing because uh, it's English, French, and you know it's all in a row. And he has to decipher what's what. The most frustrating one that I ever had uh, was a toy that my son had. And it said, gather parts and assemble parts. That was the instructions. <laughs> there was absolutely no instruction on how to put this thing together. I, I had to look at the box and try and figure it out. It took me forever. I hated it. <laughs> but our instruction manual is our Bible. Everything that we need is right there. How to love, how to live. How to be live a life of integrity. It's all right there. All we have to do is open it up and read it. When our kids, and I keep going back to my kids because I, I, I'm dealing with it all the time. I'm training them. I'm mentoring them. But I also I have to confront them constantly, and I'll teach them. One of the biggest things that I'm dealing with right now is obedience. And I want my kids to understand how important it is to obey. How, how it could save their life one day by them obeying. I said, and I told my son the other day, and I sat him down, and I said, what if you ran out into the road and I told you to stop, and you didn't stop? I said, and you got hit by a car and you died. I said, because you did not obey, you lost your life. I said, that's how important it is for you to obey. It could save your life. I need you to obey. It is so important. And, and he doesn't understand. He doesn't, he doesn't grasp the concept when he's my age. And when he needs to obey what God tells him to do. And I remember a time that I disobeyed God. God told me to, to, to give this girl who was going on a mission trip some money, and, and I didn't do it. T- money, money at that time was a little tight for me, and, and he had told me to give her you know, several hundred dollars, and I, and I didn't do it. And when she got back, I, I went to her and I apologized, and I said, I, I'm so sorry. God told me to do this, and I didn't do it. Please forgive me. And I went ahead and gave her the money then. And I said, use it for however you need. I know the mission trip's over, but I was supposed to give this to you. Please forgive me. I don't know how many blessings I missed out on because I didn't obey. There's, there was a time that my dad was traveling and God told him to stop and turn around and go home. Who knows what could have happened had he continued on to his destination. Obedience is key. So we need to confront. Another thing we need to do is we need to commit. We need to be there for our mentees. 
We need to show them that we are there. Through the thick and the thin. That no matter what life may bring, that I'm here for you. I want my kids to know I'm here for them. No matter what they go through, no matter how far they may stray, I still love them. And I still care for them. And I'm going to be here no matter what. And why do they know that? Because I tell them all the time how much I love them, how much I care for them. And I show them by hugging them, even though they may pull away and push away, and I let them know. And you ask my kids, they know that their dad loves them. And I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt that my dad loves me because he showed me and he was there for me no matter what. Be there. Be a man. When the going gets tough, be there. No matter what. Be a godly man. And I better stop there because I could keep going and I'm running out of time. But guys, I want to encourage you. And this isn't just for the guys. This goes for everybody. If you're here this morning and you feel like I was reading your mail, I promise you I wasn't. I'm just here to encourage you. I want you to know, and I'm just telling you what my life experiences are and how it's helped me. And I'm not trying to condemn if if you haven't been doing any of those. The great thing about God is He's a merciful God. And we can stop where we are, where we've been failing, and we can do a 180 right then and there. And He'll welcome us with open arms because He loves us so much. This morning in our our, uh, staff meeting, um, I think it was uh, my mom brought up the prodigal son. And uh, and how, oh, was it? Oh, okay, it was Miss Vicky. She is talking about the prodigal son and, and, and how uh, he ran and he uh, took off with, and, with his father's inheritance and went and squandered it away. And when he came home, his father was there waiting for him with open arms. And that's what our father does, our father God. No matter how much we may mess up, no matter how much we may fail, he's there to welcome us with open arms because he loves us so much and if you're here this morning and you want that love and you've never had that love before well I've got a great opportunity for you because our father is here to welcome you with open arms you say that you don't know that love well he's here for you right now And if you would, bow your heads and close your eyes.